fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. back. <laughs> wow. Why are you shouting that? I, I was just I was just trying to match your energy, but I yeah. didn't entirely know where we were going with it. Yeah, that. you gave me there was a look of sheer panic in your yeah, eyes. That's the I mean that's kind of the look that's on my face all the time, but that yeah. was especially then. Yeah. Uh hi. 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 Well hi. Hi everyone. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Here we are on Arab Yom Kippur <laughs> discussing an episode with a Jewish name, but I'm getting ahead of ourselves because first I have to tell you that this is a podcast about the L word where we recap every single episode of the L word one at a time, one at one, a time, one at a time, never two at a time, just one at a time every time. Yep. That's it. Single serving. That's what we're doing. Of, of a show. Yes. And that's where we are. That's where we are. What what episode are we talking about today, Carly? Today we are talking about episode 212. It's L'Chaim. It's a good thing. It's a good thing I dropped out of Hebrew school. And I'm here to talk about this episode. Um, it was written by Eileen Shaken and directed by John Curran. No. I looked him up on IMDb and there was not a single other credit on his page. So wow. not a single other credit of that any is kind. So weird. So either he has more than he's one a, IMDb page, or he's sometimes, a ghost. you know, that's like mm-hmm. weird. Or I don't know how you direct an episode of a Showtime hour-long drama and have zero other credits. I don't know what happened. Maybe he's a ghost. Maybe he's on the run from someone or something. Maybe he is like has something on Eileen, and he was like, "Oh my god, if I don't get to direct this yeah, ultimate like, episode, you have to of let me two. direct an episode, or else I'm going to tell everyone about your bird Instagram." But then she told everyone about her bird Instagram. Yeah, so that probably wasn't the thing. Um, I didn't write down the air date, but I assume it to be May of 2005. Sometime. Yeah. That, that would follow along where we've been. Um, and next week's episode is the finale of season two, just so everyone knows where we are at. This is our penultimate. Is that what they call it? Penultimate. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what correct. this is. Yes. Before we go any further. Okay. We have a very special guest. We have a very today. special guest. Who we've been trying to schedule to be on this podcast for a long time. Someone. She's finally here. We are so excited about yes please welcome to the stage arlen hamilton hello hi <laughs> well thanks for having me we are so excited you're here yeah. thank you for being here um do you want to tell the listeners a little about yourself yes so i am a gay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh-huh. um and a, a long time ago <laughs> around the time of this show uh the l word i used to have a blog called <laughs> Uh, your daily lesbian mm-hmm. moment. I remember it. Oh, well. I do too. <laughs> and uh, it was like, yeah, that was a really great time. Well, most of it was a great time <laughs> in my life. A lot of ups and downs, but it was it was a. Re- I, I think about it fondly. And I also so more recently, I um, have become an investor, and that's been a whole trip itself. Tell us more about that. Well, um, so I had a lot of. I feel like I've lived a lot of lives. Yeah, and it's um, part of the part of that was kind of down and out and in the dire straits. And something clicked uh, around. I'm 30. I'll be 39 very soon. And around 35, something clicked. And um, I just 
I looked into this world of venture capital investing and mostly was looking at startups because startups are, you know, really interesting. You all are a startup at Autostrada. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like you were you're doing that for a long time and yeah. it's a very interesting world. And I was so intrigued by it. And then I learned that 90% of all venture capital goes to straight white men. Uh-huh. And this and I just quite didn't, a statistic. Quite. I didn't understand that, right? Like, yeah. It didn't make any sense to me. And so I just kind of as I tend to do, got really curious and started peeling back different layers and thinking about how I somehow from Texas with no money to my name could could help change that. And over time, um, I started getting people to really understand what I was saying and uh well actually in the last four years I've raised about $10 million, like 25K no. at a time. And I've invested in 130 companies across uh, several That's funds and wow. with, along with the team uh, for, for most of those. Yeah. That's and and the cool, the, like my favorite part of that is that every one of those companies is led by a woman, a person of color, or an LGBTQ founder. Oh, that, that is awesome. That's, that's the, the part thing. that's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the part that you can't take away. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's it, you know. That is incredible. Thank yeah. you. And it's called Backstage Capital? It's called right? Backstage Capital. Yeah. We also have Backstage Studio, Backstage Accelerator. Um, we just, yeah, anything that has Backstage connected to it is about getting more resources, access to resources for underrepresented, underestimated founders is what yeah. we call them. And I mean, I learned a lot from um, from working on the blog. I mean, that's, oh, yeah? that I learned a ton from that experience. And later I, you know, would work on music tours and that brought that experience with me as well. And always working night and day, um, making the least amount of money of anyone around me, doing the, <laughs> working the most hours. Yeah. Most amount of work, yeah. All of that taught me what it's like to be a founder, which has been really helpful in choosing founders to invest in and uh -huh. also relating to founders and in this, uh, really weird journey that you go through when you're fundraising. Yeah. What did you learn from the blogging stuff? Oh, so much. I mean, it's so much so that um, I have a book that's coming out in oh, really? spring of 2020. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, and it'll be in pre-order very soon as well. Can't say the name of it yet, but it'll be in pre-order really soon. And there's like, like a whole section about it. Oh, about like cool. your, your lifelong lesbian moment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I used to want to have a like a, a calendar. I yeah. used to want to publish a calendar yeah. for your daily lesbian, like one of those um, advent calendars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to really want that, uh, but no, there's a whole section about it because just like really practical things about advertising and learning how to like uh, like social media before social social media was a real thing, right? And then other things just about how about impact, mm -hmm. and even when I was completely broke and had like nothing going for me in in most aspects of life i could say something that reached someone across the world and stopped them from hurting themselves or mm. help them um like like dozens and dozens of people got married or something from mm -hmm. the blog and that was always re really interesting to me about that impact because it was very i, f I felt it was very powerful uh, and it made me feel rich. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, I there was saying. a richness to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That yeah. kind of was like, oh, like this other stuff doesn't really matter because that's like who, that's just a crazy thing. And so I brought all of that with me and also just kind of always felt like I was an entrepreneur since I was in the third grade. And right. I started my first candy 
gig. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. I was slinging candy in third grade. So it's like I've always had that vibe and uh, it's definitely all of it has translated and led to this. I feel like this this current gig is like the the work of my life. Right. And it's mm-hmm. all culminated in this. Yeah. And I, I will certainly go on to have more and more uh, aspects to it and it's different colors to right. it. But this, the the overall mission of it Mm-hmm. is the work yeah i can totally relate to that yeah obviously. yeah of course yeah. Yeah. well congratulations for getting in this far thank you for doing that because no one can take away the impact yeah no matter very what true. Very thanks true. guys <laughs> i've had a hard day <laughs> should we talk about that word yes okay because also i just want to talk about like business <laughs> this is like fascinating uh from a person i'm, I'm like a filmmaker so like from my yeah. perspective there's so many things that are relevant and also so many things that I don't know anything about. And so I'm just like eating it up. But we're going to talk about the L word. Yeah. So, um, Arlen, what is your L word origin story? What were the circumstances upon which you first saw the show? Yes. So I was living in San Diego. I remember this. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend at the time, um, who later cheated on me with the entire SDSU, um, <laughs> uh, what was it? It was a sorority for gay ladies um a gay ladies sorority love you (laughs) um (laughs) i mean i'm sure i'm gonna get sued one day by (laughs) but it's true it's not if it's i can't be sued it's not true anyway whole point is uh she i was like we were new in our relationship and i had newly moved to san diego for her and she and my friend braun from australia were talking about this show all the time like they're constantly talking about it and she was in school, so she was a few years younger than I was. She's like, you have to see the L word. And I'm like, I, I don't know. What are you talking about? You know. So I think probably a, a full season had gone by. And then I watched it online somehow. I downloaded I don't know how I, but I saw, remember seeing it, uh, like binging it on a computer. Mm-hmm. And the first episode I was like, mm. And then the second, like the second half of the pilot I loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I was, I binge watched it the whole time. I, w- I was very into Shane early. I mean, that changed, <laughs> but I was very into Shane. And then as you may or may not know, but you need to know, <sighs> Helena became my wife. Um, she did not know this <laughs> at the time. But <laughs> I, I met, I met Rachel Shelley oh my God. a few years into it at yeah. Dinah and <laughs> Someone came up to me and they're like, you're going to want to stick around. And I'm like, okay. So she walks by, because I didn't know she was going to be there. She walks by me. And I mean, this is at a point where I had like thousands of readers. People were coming. People came to Dinah just to meet me, that sort of thing. She walks by me and I just, we just stop and I go, I can die happy now. (laughs) And then I just, nothing else happened out of my mouth. Nothing else. That was it. That was it. I had been waiting my whole lesbian life. And that's what I said to her. And she smiled and then she walked away like a, like a, just an angel in the, in the distance. Wow. And I, more successful than most of my relationships, honestly. (laughs) I mean, it was so, I still remember it, remember it very vividly because I was like, I had been waiting to be like just memorable, you know, like just to say something funny or say something cute. But all I was like, I can die happy now. And then Mm. boom. Bye, Rachel Shelley's. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my origin story. Oh, my goodness. And then I ended up uh, writing um, on your your daily lesbian moment. I would write 
uh, synopsis, like top 10 lists for several of the years or a couple of the years. Yeah. yeah. So you started, so then in season, was it, would you say like season two, you started watching? Yeah, I would like, watch it. Like, like live uh, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Cool. And then and then starting like season, I don't know what season that it started showing at the Falcon mm-hmm. in West Hollywood. So we'd all go, our, you know, our like group. Sunday nights. Because I, then I wasn't living in San Diego, I was now living in West Hollywood. Right. And we would go Sunday nights and it would just be a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite characters? I mean, obviously, obviously Shane and Helena. Shane and Helena. Oh, she's Helena. T- she lets me call her Helena. I'm oh, so sorry. That's what Carmen called her. Too. Yeah, she lets yeah. me call her that. I think yeah. people that have like a, a closer relationship oh, with her are able can, to call she's, her. She allows them yeah. to do that. <laughs> that makes sense. That's fair. So in terms it's like of that's like, how the Brits do it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Helena. So like favorite characters, characters you relate to, anything like that. Well, yeah, I, I really did like Helena. I loved Alice. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought she, I don't know who how did it. Like, yeah, yeah, she was so great. Fun and likable. I, I really did like. I like Jenny as an as an actor. Oh like, yeah, I like Mia, Mia, Mia for me. Mia Kirshner. Yeah, yeah she's I, incredible. I liked her as she's an actor. A very talented actor. <laughs> and you know, Shane was always fun. That right. was fun. Yeah, I mean, of course, Bet was like Julia Sugarbaker to me. <laughs> oh yeah, she was. You know, she always had the line. She was always yeah. fierce. Uh, I don't know if I related to anybody though. Yeah, on the yeah. show. Yeah, that was the thing. I don't think I related I to anybody on the show, but I remember going up to like a straight white woman friend of mine one day and saying to her, like, I thought when I first met you that you like you were like there was you were like a character on Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nobody's like a character on <laughs> Sex and yeah. the City or Friends or et cetera. Right, like right. Friends more so. But like they're like a vaguely. More yeah, grounded. there's a little yeah. more grounded. Yeah. But it's like it's the fantasy of it all. Right. That That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's not supposed to be um, exactly relatable. But I, you know, obviously they were dealing with 15 year, 10 year ago, um, lack of diversity. And, oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Layers. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, did I cover all of our questions? Should we get so. into this? Let's get into it. Um, Let's get into so Arlan this. has not recently rewatched the episode, but she's gonna but she's gonna pipe in whenever she remembers something. I think it's sure. amazing. Say. Yeah, this is gonna be great. This episode has some some real dark some some downer moments. So um, we're yeah, gonna this try to keep it light, episode. but respectful. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It <laughs> gives me a guideline. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be an I ass. mean, let's just make fun of it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to begin? Yeah. Let's talk about this episode. Well, here we go. First of all, fun fact. This is the shortest episode of The L Word. Really? It didn't feel Of the like entire episode? Of yeah. Showtime time? used to smush it into a little half hour time slot. It would run over, but they would, but like, you know, on the grid, it would be, if they, when they re, when they re-showed this one, they'd smush it in. Huh. Interesting. That is interesting. That is very interesting. Right? I remember it being like 70 minutes yeah. long. I know, right? This one was like almost 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. It felt much longer. Yeah, because it's really it. sad. Yeah. yeah. The episode starts, the screen is black and the subtitles, because I had the subtitles on, just say, deep breaths. Yeah. So well, you know you're in for a real treat. Los Angeles present day. Um, Jenny walks into a, a local watering hole called the Howling Coyote. There's a lot of deep breathing, as aforementioned. Mm-hmm. Why? Who is it? I don't know. Who can say? Who no can one, say? No one. There's no way to find out. The girl who I believe is the girl from the dungeon last episode. Yes, she was the Dom from the last episode. 
You're sitting there. This is all flooding back to me now. Oh, yes. A Canadian extra comes in. I believe his character's name is Victor. Um, Something like that. And Jenny is there, it seems, to perhaps obtain employment of some kind. Um, And he's, he's not so sure about her, but she says, trust me, she's a very sick girl. But she says it in not in like a doctor or therapist way. No, in a like she's a sick girl like and I can't sexy wait way. to give her my thermometer <laughs> in the butt like that. Wow. Right? She was also dressed as an unlicensed surgeon, so it was like a whole thing. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was role playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is sort of took a turn there. Then the theme song. How do you feel about the theme song? Well memorable. <laughs> yeah, I just remember every episode changing the lyrics. <laughs> To more and more graphic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like that's, but I think we all did that. And yeah. I think you all do that here. Yeah, we yeah, all do sure that do. here. We do yeah. that here. Yeah. Our theme song is very vulgar. That's what I mean. It's yeah. incredibly vulgar. It's yeah. very sick. Shout out One to B. Studwell. Yeah, shout out to B. Yeah. Studwell. National, incredible. National treasure B. Studwell. National treasure B. Studwell. I mean, I don't, I, I want to, you know, what was the name of the ladies that did the? <laughs> Betty. Betty. I don't want to diss them because they're mm-hmm. humans and we, they deserve our respect, but how? But I just feel like there were so many layers of like approval that had to go into mm-hmm. that. And once there were certain f- levels of feedback that the audience gave after the first and second season, you would imagine that they would try to be more. You would imagine that, wouldn't you? In interviews, Eileen has said that she, one thing she has just never understood. Yes. Is that people don't like the theme song because she thinks it's great. Well. And I wish I could have that kind of confidence. Yeah. If my whole team was like, we don't like that. I'm like, you're like, right. I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> you don't like that. And then none of, none of the people who. Okay. That's fair. I'm glad I know, know? that information now. But she's very successful. So maybe that's what it takes. Oh, absolutely. You have to go against the grain. You have to be contrarian. That's true. That's yeah, true. But like, like, this song is great, even though yeah. literally the entire world disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like our version. Which shows it wasn't a hopeless tune. It just needed to be Studwell. Yeah. I mean, what doesn't need to be Studwell, though? That's true. I would listen to be Studwell, like, sing me the art band jingle. She could do, like, the 1877 Cars for Kids. Absolutely. And it would be, like, very sexy. <laughs> then, lest we, lest we have fun, we <laughs> go right to Shenny's, where Jenny is drawing. She's, honestly, she's a great artist. I was, like shocked by how good these like drawings were yeah so she's drawing like a mob scene of like the spanish inquisition i have no idea what she's working on she's saying the sabbath blessing yes it does i don't think it's shabbat i'm just gonna throw that out there i just think she's she was just saying it because she was saying it but but i would like to mention that it just says chanting in hebrew that is the the subtitle is jenny singing softly in hebrew and she's not singing she's chanting she's chanting and also why don't they subtitle the Hebrew? Wow. Yeah. Great Why did question. me and Carly have to figure that out ourselves? Hebrew school dropout over here. Yeah, that was tough for me. And I just heard the word Shabbat and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that holiday. I'm um, familiar with this. Concept. I, I mean, I did. I, I am a little bit better at Hebrew probably because I did have my um, I did not drop out. I completed my bat mitzvah and then I did Proud take Hebrew for two years in college. Your college offered Hebrew. Yeah. Wow. University of Michigan is, has a lot of Jewish people at it. And they have like a very active like Middle Eastern Studies department. That's it's cool. like a whole building. Oh, what that. I've learned in the last three minutes <laughs> is that I don't know enough about 
Hebrew. <laughs> Neither do I. Know? Who does? Know? And I want to know more. So I will do some research. Hebrew is actually and learn a lot more. Conversational Hebrew, um, which is a much more recent language, is actually really cool because it's very well organized as a language. Mm. I love anything. This that's is like organized. this is like biblical Hebrew. This is definitely boring. So okay, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, so Jenny is having it seems like trauma flashbacks, some trauma flashbacks, some trauma art therapy. Yeah, it's really dark. But she's a, weirdly a very good artist, and yeah. I really want to tell Bet to check out some of her work. Yeah, I know she should be displaying put it, put it in the at, CAC. at the CAC. Um, but I think again, we're getting here that Jenny has experienced some type of sexual assault that involved multiple men, yes, and that, that this is. is all flooding back to her because of Mark's decision to. Um, violate them with his cameras. Yes, as so, a man. So great job, Mark. everybody. <laughs> but and this is very Mark. sad and depressing. And speaking of things that are sad and depressing, we go to Bet's house right next door, where Bet is moving her father into the living room yes. to die. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Not Ozzy. Oh, Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy, this is his last role, his last yes. episode of his yeah. last role. Which is pretty role. cool. That's really yeah. cool. It is yeah. really cool. He was nominated. The The show's only Emmy nomination was for Best Guest Actor for Ozzy Davis in this role. And I have to assume that it was this episode particularly mm. that got him that nomination. Which is yeah. both a, an amazing statement and a, just a really frustrating statement. Uh-huh. Absolutely. The, it, no one sees season three or... <laughs> okay. You can continue. Um, so Kit is like, you really want our dad to die in the living room? Are you yeah, prepared like, for it? Fair There's enough. Yeah. They're like fully moving in like medical supplies. This yeah. is like an at-home hospice situation. Mm-hmm. And Kit is like, by the way, you did not tell me that you were going to do this. Can I Can I make a note? When you said Kit's part, you moved your neck around. <laughs> oh my God, did I? It was amazing. <laughs> Girlfriend. <laughs> you. Kill me. I'm fired. <laughs> It was fantastic. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just it. was like, I was like, <laughs> you really, saw that, Rachel. I saw, you it, saw, I it. saw it, yeah. I'm a monster. But like, the thing is like, Kit has every right to be angry at Beth. Yeah, because Beth's like, I didn't know I was doing this alone. And Kit's like, I didn't know you were doing, doing this, this at all. all. Word. Like, I don't know. This stuff is so complicated. This like, children yeah. with dying parents stuff, like I've, not my parents, but I've been th- I've been through stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I've seen my parents go through this. I've seen other people's parents go through this. I've lived through this on some level. And this episode was very real mm-hmm. in terms of all the different things and all the layers of shit that are involved in this. And it's incredibly yeah. complicated. And I actually think they... I think it's I don't want to real, spoil it, but really like, I think they actually handled it really well in this episode. Yeah, I mean, I was I never rewatched this episode because it's a little bit of a downer. Sure, 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 sure. Um... But I was like, wow, this is really good. Like, sad, mm. but but good. Yeah. And I think, it, like, so Bet is very much like, obviously didn't really, she didn't think this through Ooh, at all. Oh, no. She just was like, this she's is what bet. I want, so I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get it. And then when it, it's already happening, she's like, wait a second, I didn't really. But we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> um, so we return to Jenny's, where Jenny is uh, more of the same, more I would the say. Same. She's still bless- blessing the Sabbath. She's still drawing. Shane comes in and delivers food to Jenny and then is like, it's for Mark. And then Jenny's like, I'm not going to eat that food. <laughs> I bet it was from Nirvana Bean. It was from Nirvana Bean. Again, he's going to Starbucks. We all, you know, yeah. or coffee bean. Refuses to support the planet. Refuses to support the planet. 
If he really loved her, he would have spent $10.5 million on a pair of Palenta tart if he really wanted forgiveness. It's true. So then Jenny's like, I'm not going to let this bastard redeem himself. And then, so Shane is like, it would have been funny if when Shane had left, Jenny had like just bent over and started eating it. You know, I would have. Yeah. I would have been like, it's a muffin. I'm going to eat this fucking muffin. (laughs) I love a muffin. I love a muffin. But like, (laughs) so what we need to realize here and what like, this is like what Jenny is, her reality right now is like, because last episode, she told Mark not to move out. She like yeah. dared him to live there still after everything that they'd all been yeah, through. Yeah, and redeem himself, but she doesn't actually want him to redeem She doesn't re- want him to redeem herself, and I truly don't know why she wants him I don't want there. him to redeem himself either. I don't want him anywhere. And Shane is like very nice. So like Shane is just like, not. I don't know if she's sticking up for him, but she's like almost acting like his proxy in this scene. Yeah. Um. I'm sh- I can't imagine Jenny. How do you deal with that? Like, I don't understand how Jenny isn't like Shane. What the fuck? But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's very complicated and I hate it. But anyway, Jenny hasn't been able to pay her rent. Mark has offered to help her out and she refuses the help. And Jenny says, no, I will pay my own rent. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to Bets where uh, Bet is taking down some um, racy art from her wall. Oh my God, I literally wrote racy art. <laughs> I didn't even write that. I just said it. Oh, oh my God. I wrote so it in much blank. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the nurse, the new nurse is showing up. Her oh, by the way, she takes, down, she takes down some some hot but controversial art and leaves up a picture of guess who? Who? Tina. <laughs> you mean her lover? <laughs> her lover, her Tina. Lava. Lava. There's still, a, there's still, she's like, am I going to take this down? No, I'm going to leave up this classic Bed and Tina pic for dad. And... <laughs> Uh, the the nurse says she talks to the nurse. She tells the nurse that Tina's due in ten days, and she's and like, "Yeah, she's like, if you thought about what'll happen if he's still alive when the baby's born," and she's like, "He will be." And you're just like, "Oh, bet." It's like a little bit of denial happening here, I think. And then she calls James and yells at him. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what that's what does. happens if you're stressed out about death. Call mm-hmm. a man and yell, yell at him. Does she do the dual use uh, sugar baker? What's that? The Designing women bring down the house. Uh, the, that's the, the, the night the, the night lights, the went, lights out went out in Georgia. <laughs> she, she delivers those quite often. She does. She doesn't hear. She doesn't really get too well. No. No, she's a little more subdued in this episode. I think like the grief has finally set in. But there were some moments in recent episodes where she was like, yeah. yeah. But here Very she's pretty subdued. But not subdued. We go to the planet where Helena is very cozy with Kobe Smulders. Oh, (laughs) wait a second. Oh, that's right. She's the artist. Yeah. Did you say Helena? Uh Yeah. And Kobe Smulders. Yep. Wow. They're like canoodling Mm -hmm. at the planet. Yes. I'm having all kinds of. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. So, so Tina shows up and with Alice and Dana, with Alice and Dana. And is this Tina has already put that pink thing back on. I don't remember if she's wearing the pink thing now, but she's wearing the pink thing later. I was like, why would you repeat a really bad piece outfit. of wardrobe? You know what I mean? Just also, like, everyone knows you're pregnant now. You don't have to wear a blanket. It's, it's the, the secret's out. Yeah. Um, it might come in 10 days. And then Kobe, or what's her name? Lee in Lee. the show is like, is that Bette Porter's baby? Yeah, she yeah. She's like, you bet your ass it's Bette Porter's <laughs> yeah, it's baby. Incredible. And then Helena. And then Helena, this <laughs> fucking schemer. Oh, didn't she ask you out? Yeah. Helena. Just to annoy Tina, obviously, since obviously. Helena is kind of being an adult baby this whole time. And Tina is not taking the bait. Good for you, Tina. Helena is trying That's to not control a phrase her, I say often. but she cannot do it. 
And Tina's like, oh, I'll see you later tonight. And Tina's like, mm, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. not. Hmm. I might watch Steven Universe. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so obsessed with Ben and Tina watching Steven Universe. I haven't even watched Steven Universe. <laughs> I just why feel are like Ben and Tina going to watch Steven Universe? For their baby. Anyway. Um, where are we? So why does Helena keep hanging out at the planet? Yeah. To support independent women-owned businesses. I guess. To support independent POC-owned businesses. Her personality makes me think that she'd be like, I will only be at the Chateau for my coffee meetings. Mm. Yeah, that's Mm. true. Well, I think she goes there because she wants to be able to annoy Tina. To annoy Tina, yeah. And like maybe... And keep tabs. And like maybe get to run into bed and like have a top off and say something mean. Yeah. Which Which is great. hasn't gotten to do in a while. No, she has not. Laura. Enter... Laura, Laura Perkins. Shimmering hair, shimmering <laughs> smile, baby blue eyes, and oh. immediately the electricity so, is there. So remember a few episodes when we kept talking about how Laura got the job as the new chef mm-hmm. at the Sue planet? Chef. Mm. Now she is finally. Yeah, she got promoted. She got a promotion. Head chef at the planet. Nice. Planet. Developing a new lunch menu. Hopefully, and, it'll involve uh, some uh, sandwiches. I love a sandwich. I love a sandwich. I love a sandwich. I don't love a sandwich. I don't? prefer a salad, yeah. Oh, I don't I like biting it. into do things. Um, but this is the first time. Now da- now Dana finally knows that Lara is a person she's going to see all the time. Yes. She had no idea, and no one told her until now. And Lara is immediately flirty and is like, yeah. good job, you came out. And she's just like, ah, sorry, I didn't do it sooner, which eek, Alice is <laughs> right there. Lara asked her out to dinner. Alice remains right there. Alice remains right there. <laughs> Dana's like, well, okay, if it's okay with Alice. And then Lara realizes that Dana and Alice are dating. And it's so awkward. This is painful. It's painful because you can tell that, I don't know, Dana seems a little bit not proud of it. You think? <laughs> I think that she is still into Lara. So yeah. I think that she didn't realize that until Lara was suddenly standing in front of her, flirting with her. And so now she's conflicted. And Alice is like, you guys can be, it's fine. Go ahead. Go out. You can be friends. Be best, best friends. And you can tell she's like dying inside. Oh, yeah. This scene is incredibly awkward. Not the most awkward scene in the episode, though. Definitely not. There is an even more horribly awkward scene coming. Oh, yeah. Back at Bet's, Melvin has arrived and he's unhappy. He is. And the nurse suggests some curtains so that he's not like, way up in everyone's business and Beth's like oh I don't that's not going to be great I would like some Japanese screens because you go pick them up at Ikea mm. and the nurse is like maybe get your assistant to do that I was like bet <laughs> yeah bet is gonna bet that's, that's just betting all the time yeah you yeah. can't take her just out just betting it. around mm-hmm. just in there betting around and uh, <laughs> go pick some up go pick up some of those Japanese screens from Ikea on your way in tomorrow yikes who the fuck are you so she calls James because later in the episode she they she has the Japanese. She screens. has the curtains. Yeah. She got her way. Yeah. I wonder if Bet had to go to the IKEA in Burbank herself to get them. Probably. No. No. James she went. James went for sure. Then we go to Shani's, where Mark is like, "Hey, Jenny, I could pay your rent for you." And Jenny says, "Hey, Mark, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not a whore." I think she says. Yeah. Which, like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being a whore. And second yeah. of all, she's like, "Like, you can buy me off with money and good deeds, like I'm a whore." Oh like, yeah. Speaking of good deeds, you buy. Like, a, that's how everything is bought. Is yeah. With money, it's not just whores. Whore, no, like, it's it's capitalism. It's capitalism. We all get money for doing things. That's how money and and you try to win back favor with good deeds. Yeah. I'm not trying to be on Mark's side here. We all know that I wish he had died in episode two, mm. which was I think his first episode. Yes. <laughs> and I would still be happy for him to die at any moment. At any moment if in you this to, episode. Yeah, instead of Melvin, he could, like, if it, they were that wheeling Mark great. into the living room, you know, and he would have like, been like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. And yeah. 
fix my pillow and I would have been like, don't fix this pillow. Don't, no, but actually, don't you think she no means pillows? because he's already sort of gotten the the sexual gratification from her side that he's oh. now paying for that, for her mm. to forgive that? But doesn't he owe it that to Shane? Because it's really Shane's sex tapes that he's been mm, watching more so true. than Jenny's. Mm. That is true. But I never thought of it that way. It is. Oh. He's also like doing like handiwork around the house. Yeah. As if he was like, well, if I'm going to stay here. I mean, any man who start fixing things should, up. That's his floor. duty as a straight white man <laughs> is to fix things for lesbians. I think. Back at Bet's, uh, speaking of men, Franklin is there and he's like, hey, Bet. So maybe since you're like not going to work, you should like take a leave of absence. And she's like, she's I'm like, going to work. She's like, what? 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 She is in complete denial that this is going to be a big thing. Yeah, basically. she really has no idea the, like what she has undertaken. Um, and he mentions that, you know, Leo can handle Alan Barnes, which is like that phrase to Thanks. bet is like saying like, I'm going to kill your dog to like yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and she, she's not or to me. Yeah, yeah. Go back to the planet where Dana and Alice Okay, this is the most awkward thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dana and Alice have decided to wear terrible outfits for some reason. Yes. And uh, Tina is wearing her evening pink poncho. Her, yes. Which is the same as her daytime pink poncho. It is. And is disgusting. And is and is and was already featured heavily earlier in the season. And I think yes, uh, could have been repurposed for like a... Um, Tablecloth. Yeah, or a, an actual blanket for a bed or like a day bed. Or Melvin could be underneath it as a blanket. It seems like it's gotten bigger. <laughs> like if every episode they add like a yeah, it felt, I felt like it went down to her feet at this point. It should be up higher because her belly is bigger. Is it a muumu? It's a it's, blanket draped over a body. Looks like a, a blanket just draped. Just a blanket. You know, you know yeah. the one that pink blanket that, that Tina has wrapped around her in like all the promo shots She's from like season two. It all the time. I do not, but now I have to find this. Yeah, you'll find it. Yes, I feel like when you see it, you'll be like. Oh. I hope it's like imported Egyptian cotton or something. It's, <laughs> you know, that they really want to get their the money's fi- The finest. Yeah, the finest. The Only finest the finest in ponchos blankets. for Tina and little baby pickle. <laughs> so <laughs> Helen is like on a, like kind of on, on a date with Tina and then also on a date with this other blonde with lady. An, with this extra. First, Helena, Helena is so acting like the planet is like, she's like, I would like a selection of your most delicious small plates and it's like laura whip something up oh my god like this is a cafe you need to relax she's talking to this woman we never see again i forget i forgot that she even existed me too she's a surveillance photographer she's like oh i'll have you spy on my ex yeah she films people who are cheating i'm like where did helena meet she was on a different date in the midday yeah she's been on three dates in this one episode, two of which are happening simultaneously. Does she even have room for that many small plates? Which she does notice her favorite way to eat is by telling a chef that they should create small plates for her. That's That tracks. That sounds like Helena. So Tina's like, mm, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go because I thought we were on a date, but we're not. Yeah. But and meanwhile, then, the other half of this oh, right. group is Alice and Dana, who are cuddled together in yeah. one very small area, despite I think being on an entirely couch size couch yeah um and are just be alice is just being incredibly passive aggressive about laura right but they're cuddling the whole time yeah alice is obviously feeling really insecure and she should so i don't blame her for that right at the same time yeah i would love it if alice could just communicate directly with right. Dana instead of being like i'm fine 
and making yeah. like snide comments. I don't know if I have ever been in a relationship where something like this happened and everybody communicated around it professionally. And professionally. <laughs> I feel like there's no situation brings out passive aggression more than jealousy of another potential partner besides household chores. <laughs> like, I just feel like that brings out like the most passive aggressive yeah. um, qualities of another person. Yes. This whole episode, Alice never is just like upset yeah. and feeling insecure and never actually talks about it. Right. Which just makes everything worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And probably at the time I watched this originally, I was probably like, yeah, this feels like an appropriate way to handle this situation. And now as a person who's been married <laughs> for a long time yeah. um, and who's been through a lot of therapy, I'm like, Alice, you need to like communicate. Yeah. <laughs> you need to like really be like, you know what? I am feeling some kind of way about you seeing Laura. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that she is feeling like, I don't, I think she's feeling way, but she doesn't want to feel that way. Right. So she, so if she, if she would own the feeling, then she could talk about it. But because she's not, it's just she's, like, it's just like consuming her. just like, no, her. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I really and I related a lot to her in this episode as someone who was like cheated on in the past where this sort of and it's very this all consuming this anxiety where you're like, ah, this feels irrational. And like, like for me, like I'm really not a very jealous person. So like if I do feel that way, it's not really jealousy so much as like, are you lying to me mm-hmm. about something like more so? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. A trust thing. It's a trust thing. Um, and I find I, I could just relate to that, like sense of it being like so all consuming and you don't want to feel it. So you don't want to bring it up because then you look like someone who can't handle their feelings, but it's all you're thinking about. So you can't stop. Yeah. But that's not the weirdest part of this scene. The weirdest part of this scene. (laughs) Tina says she's going to go home and be alone. She wants to enjoy being alone. Well, she still can. Helena's a brat. Helena says, Tina brings her into an embrace. (laughs) Cozies up to Tina's ear and whispers. You won't be alone, but you'll still be lonely. Oh, Oh, yeah. Damn. I know. I don't know what my wife was thinking. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I wrote like, okay, Helena, sit down. Tina kind of does time. a double take and then just walks away. But that was psychotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, she made a choice there. She did. She really committed to a choice. Do we think the writers had different plans <laughs> for, for her at yeah, the beginning? Right? And then people liked her, and then we, we I think kept her on and made yeah, her a little I bit more palatable. I think that is like palatable. definitely what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had her switch personalities every season. I and I yeah. would say this is her worst. Yeah, one. And they, they yeah. kind of had her acting as like quote unquote a guy. Yeah, yeah. She was again. she was a very I throwing like, her power and yeah. money around. When yeah. I think about the arc of her character over the season and over the series as a whole, the only thing I can assume is that Helena Peabody isn't a human. She's a Westworld robot and so they just kind of like were changing her storyline yeah (laughs) and her programming but she still looked the same yes yeah it's my hot take wow (laughs) which is why the last part you said is why she was my wife throughout these the whole series because no matter what she looked like that yeah exactly word true it it makes sense yeah (laughs) so uh go to beth's house guess who was not going home to be alone tina Mm -mm. tina went to beth's she brought her some food from Kit and helped was helping with Melvin. And Bet says that she doesn't 
want to put him in the baby's room in case baby pickle comes out at some point. And um, then Tina holds that in front of Melvin for the first time, I guess. Yeah. And they get a little glimmer of hope in the in the horizon as Melvin is like, now that's what I like to see. And they are both so warmed by this. And he says, promise you'll take good care of my girl, which is just like heartbreaking uh-huh. and incredible. And then... Tells Bat to take good care of her mother. And no, then I, I think he was thinking that Tina was his ex-wife. Right, because he tells her not to run away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that so was heartbreaking. Turned, yeah. So Tina was the mother, Bet's the child. Yeah. His wife is Tina. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he likes to see. Yep. So that another person sadly almost married to Tina. (laughs) (laughs) Daggers. Yeah. Tina's fine in this episode. Tina's actually pretty respectable in this episode. Yeah, she's great. She's helping Bat. She's helping Bat through all of this, all this sadness. Um, and then we go to the planet and guess who said the planet? Peaches. Peaches. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Back in 2005, I was obsessed with peaches. Peaches. You were. <laughs> and guess yes. who else was obsessed with peaches? Shane. Shane was not at the planet, but Carmen called her and said, get here. Peaches is here. Peaches is here. <laughs> and she was like, I love peaches. <laughs> she ran over there. Literally, she runs into the scene. Is peaches here? <laughs> Dana and Alice are like doing that thing where like you're sort of like having like an emotional fight moment with your person, but you're also out at a club. So they're kind of like leaning against a wall in the shadows, clearly trying to like deal with something. And then Shane just runs it. (laughs) (laughs) So then Peaches starts playing. And she plays her bisexual anthem. um, That's like, I like girls and I like boys. And she kind of like, Tries mm-hmm. to bring Shane up on stage, but Shane's, Shane's like, like no, 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 I'm here to impress Carmen. I can't get on stage with you. I'm trying to fix this. Yeah, I'm trying to fix this relationship with Carmen. And Carmen's like, oh, wow, Shane didn't go up on stage. <laughs> I, we should probably get married. <laughs> yeah, we should probably get married. Let's, and here's an extra. It's going to work. goes on stage instead. And a great day for that extra. She got to like grind with Peaches on stage. I saw Peaches live once when I was in college, probably around this time. Were you called up on stage? I was not, but many people were. I All I remember of this night, which was a complete blur is that it was one of the like wildest live shows I had ever oh, seen yeah? at the time. I don't know if my opinion has changed because I don't remember the specifics at mm-hmm. this point in my advanced age, but it was wild. She puts on a good show. Oh, I imagine like a lot of toplessness would happen. Oh, so much toplessness. Yeah. There was a lot of um, strap-ons just being worn. Yeah, oh. I can just, see that. Yeah, just wearing them. As just an like, accessory? Like in a set, yeah, it's like a hat. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I feel like I've seen Peaches live, yeah. but I can't remember it either. Right? Maybe she does that. Like maybe people pass stuff around when you go yeah, to the show. Yeah, you're all on Maybe they're like... You know, no, sometimes they, they do like, a, like maybe a, a smoke machine. Maybe there's yeah, something like in a men in black situation. That's like... Because I really feel like I saw her like the... Or Peach, I don't know if they go by them, or, or at, at the uh, Troubadour, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, but it's like kind of a... But bite. I remember having a great time. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I remember having a great time. Yes. I remember being incredibly hungover the next day. Okay, fair enough. And that's all I remember. Yes, okay. Um. Also, Mark is there. Yeah, Mark is there, I Why guess. Why is fucking Mark there? He's a feminist now. He loves peaches. Oh, boy. He probably came with his new best friend, Shane. Yes, but Carmen and Shane keep like kind of like they're like yeah. both in the crowd. They're like dancing and singing, mm-hmm. but they're like kind of like further apart, and so yeah. they kind of keep making eyes at each other. And it's very like, oh man, they're reconnecting. 
That's it. That's all I have to say about them. Nothing else happens with them. Then we go to Bet's house where Bet is uh, sad and crying. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then her and Tina go to sleep. Yeah. It's one of those like really. <laughs> no, it's like a very like real. Like we have such a history together yeah. kind of thing where they're like, can we just go to sleep? And like they're like spooning and like crying. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like, I don't know. It just felt like, wow, you get the history of their relationship and you get. I don't know. I think as like an older person yeah. now who has a lot more life experience, I like see this scene so much differently than I probably did in the past. Yeah. I'm just like, oh like- my God, I totally get that. Yeah, it was definitely like how easy it is for them to get back into their like root- caretaking routines yeah. and stuff. And it was really sweet. And then we um, kind of like transitioned to the next morning where Mark is making coffee that Jenny probably is not going to drink. Jenny is um, eating dry life cereal out of a bowl with no milk uh, by Bet, hand. Bet sleeps in a bra. Um, no one sleeps in a bra. No one sleeps in a bra. Especially not some bread. Actually, mm. I, I did date a girl who slept in a bra. She what? never took her bra off. She feels very uncomfortable. Like yeah, yeah, it seems I, uncomfortable. I can, I, I, it's like my first thing I take off. Yeah. yeah. I take it off like in a car. Yeah. Like, you know, on my way on home. On your way home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get it, yeah. if I'm on a road trip and I get to the gas station, I'm like, I got to hook my bra back. I, I mean, this is a true story and it's t- too much information, but I actually didn't wear a bra and I should all the time. <laughs> Um, didn't wear a bra on an international flight recently because I realized I didn't have to. <laughs> I realized what's the worst that could happen. Right. If I don't wear this bra on this nine hour flight, what is the worst that could happen? Right. Nothing. 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 So I didn't do it. Yeah. And it was awesome. Really? <laughs> it was amazing. That's a hot huh. tip for you listeners. Yeah. Listeners, don't wear Long it. Long flight. Just don't, don't wear, wear a bra. bra. Just don't wear it. Just don't wear I a bra. That. I Just took it off, it. put it in my little backpack. I didn't put that sucker back on to the next day. When mm-hmm. I got home, I yes. kept it off. I, I, I just. I love this story. And, it, you know, there this was. This is inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if mean, only Bet could have been inspired by this. Only. Mm. I feel like she has the same, like, Sarah Jessica Parker clause in her contract. Oh, you know, she does. Yeah. She 100%. Does. Yeah. She never, Sarah she's Jessica never Parker topless. was always yeah. just, like, wearing a bra on Sex in the City yeah. all the time. Yeah. Bet had a no nudity yeah. thing. Yeah. Which, like, I don't have an opinion on either way. Like, right. any yeah. actor or an actress should get to do whatever they want. But it is very funny it's always when it interesting. plays out in an episode yeah, in a way that you're like, why would you be wearing a bra right now? Yeah. Just throw on a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by the full face of makeup mm-hmm. that people wake oh, up yeah. in. That's always yeah. my perfect favorite. Perfect hair. Perfect hair. The hospital. Perfect hair. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love that. I look The like brows. The manicured brows, brows, but you've been in a coma for 14 months. Yeah. Love it. Incredible. I wake up looking like a sewer monster. Yeah, I wake up looking like the Loch Ness Monster. But that's because I'm not on TV. Yeah, like if I was on TV, TV. I, I would be. So Bet tells her dad that uh, the nurse is going to come and give a sponge bath. And he is like, that is an indignity that I am not prepared to endure. And it's like, all right, Melvin, um, you know, he's st- even in like, mo- like the his final days on Earth. He is yeah. still has the he's still zingiest singers of anyone yeah. on the show. He's like, I, I will bathe myself. Ugh. And also, bet you should bathe yourself because <laughs> you haven't showered. He's just like telling like it like it is. This outfit four days, <laughs> and and he sort of gets the impression that him that Bet and Kit aren't aren't working, you know. And he's like, I don't want you to compromise your careers to watch an old man die, which fair. And then there's some conversation about Benjamin and stealing a man's wife, and then he says hi to Tina. Yeah, Tina pops in to leave. And he says, hello, Tina. And yeah. everyone turned like Tina. everyone's heads first turned because Tina. he's never he's said that before. Name, Tina. He always calls her Ms. Canard. 
and like, then Tina and Bet kiss because Melvin can't get up and he can't get up and do anything about it. So they kiss and he's just like there, you know, and then finally the, the nurse shows up. She's late, of course, because of traffic on the 405. 405. <laughs> Classic place to have traffic. So they help him into the bathroom. He's like, I would like privacy. And then he slams the door in their faces. And it's very, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, yep, do that. Slam the door in their stupid faces. Yeah. They're, and they're just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. There, it was like a very funny beat in an episode that had like very little humor in it. So I, yeah. I was like, ooh, something funny. And, and then, and then when, he, yeah, and then he, he immediately, she's telling him that she let dad go to the bathe himself and then immediately he falls. Yeah. So then we go back to Shenny's and Bet shows up and she's like, I need help. Yeah. And she gets Mark and Shane and Jenny to come help her, like carry her dad's body back. Yeah. And Shenny just supervises. Yeah. Jenny, <laughs> Jenny does not help. Jenny does not participate, but it's a good thing that Mark's there with his man hands. With his strong male I was actually body. somewhat moved by this because I really find I find that like this kind of way that friend groups come together when somebody's like experiencing some kind of tragedy is sort of moving and inspirational in a way. I agree. So I sort of like these moments, even though they're really sad. Yeah, I thought that that scene felt um, genuine and like kind of special. Yeah. Except Mark was also there. Let me go to Dallas's. Where Dana is shaving her legs. And Alice is eating a carrot. And Alice is eating a <laughs> carrot. Just a cash. What a life just they're a living. Cash, just like Bugs Bunny over there. Just, you And know. she's like, why are you shaving your legs? And Dana's like. What, just, is Laura going to feel them? Yeah. Then we go to, um, we're in actual West Hollywood. Yep. Shane and Mark are like walking they by walk the right Abbey. by the Abbey on Robertson. Yeah. And they're picking up some stuff. Again, I was very moved by their, their rallying around. They were out picking up stuff for Bet and for Melvin. What yeah. were they able to get near the near the Abbey for for <laughs> I Melvin? I was also trying to figure that out. They picked up like like some. Uh, I know. I was like, they don't sell baby. They don't sell. It was like uh, was it baby like, oil. Because that was that was. <laughs> it was like a shake. It was like a protein. It was like some a shake like a like a sure yeah. It was like a meal replacement shake. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so they had just like a bag of those. Yeah, and uh, and then Shane's like, it's the cycle of life, right? You wind up eating baby food in your back and diapers as a grown up. Yeah, she says something it's like that. It's very deep. Yeah, isn't it? More Shane. deep thoughts from Shane. Yeah. Deep thoughts from <laughs> Shane. Then Mark gets a text and from Shane's Lola. like like joking with her like new best friend yeah. Mark. She's like, Who's that? Yeah. I'm like, he had cameras in the house as of like three days ago. Yeah. But whatever. He filmed Let's you having sex that. and doing drugs and also like is madly in love with you and And violated you and your roommates and your friends' yeah. privacy in a way that is irredeemable and escaped so many death traps that we set for him and gomi and it's also triggering your roommate yeah, yeah it's like, also setting your roommate like, into a trauma like spiral joke about let's like joke about lola you? you know they're such pals who's lola she's the girl that was on stage dancing with peaches the other night wow Ooh. cool what an important plot element back at bets um alice and dana show up with flowers and wine as requested as requested and then they're like talking about their dads and they're like everyone give one word to talk about your dad i would say what would you say um well my dad is dead so mine too really well, dead can that be my word yeah i know i was gonna say i would say dead. <laughs> i would say um complicated complicated he was a complicated I was, man i was gonna also say complicated yeah. about my dad but bet says dying 
I yeah. would say, <laughs> I go. would say That's incredible, but dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would only be able to pick one word. So I'd probably say dead. Yeah, dead, dead, that's, dying. That's, I mean, that is like what he is. You know, yeah. that's the only word you can really use to describe yeah, that him is now. a word to describe him. But complicated, I think, is respectful. Yeah. Complicated. Shane says invisible. Mark, yeah. Mark says bitter. Dana, speaking of her Cylon father, U.S. <laughs> US Cylon John McCain, <laughs> says dependably supportive. And they're like, that's true. Wait, who says that? Dana? Yeah, she says she's de- so she revises and says dependable. And Alice says distant. Um, too bad Tina isn't here because Tina maintains zero parents or reference to parents throughout all six seasons. That's so true. A mystery. Um, and then they're like, Bet, what about you? And she's distracted and she turns around and she goes, dying. And it's real deep, guys. But the way that Jennifer Beals delivers that line mm-hmm. is like haunting. It's perfect. Ha- she is. Yeah, as how always, does she know, how did she not get nominated for stuff? I don't understand. I don't know. She was nominated that? for like NAACP awards, but nothing yeah. else. I know. And how is Alice? Okay, I'm just stop now. I mean, how it, also it's, Mia, but but Jennifer and Mia both deserved. Yeah. I mean, they're both amazing actors. It's crazy. So Bet is like homophobia. Bet feeds him with an eyedropper. Shane says they're gonna leave, and they do. Alice drives Dana to her date. Her date. In her Mini Cooper. In her, yeah, in a little blue car. And she gives us a little bit of exposition that expo. Jenny has a thing tonight at 10. We have to be there at 10. It's a nightclub we, thing. We don't know what, what it is. Yeah. They're probably hoping that it's going to be a rooftop film. Maybe they're hoping it's going to be another Peaches concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, Peaches is still in town. And guess who else fell out of the lesbian tree? Pink. Peaches <laughs> and Pink. Pink Peaches. That'd be cute. Mm-hmm. They should go on tour together. They did pink. a song together. Oh. They did one song together. They oh, sure wow. did. Yep. They Called sure oh did. God, right? They sure did. I love that it's song. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's a really great song. Classic. It's about Obviously a guy, though. Classic. I know. That's such bullshit. Yeah. How dare they? A friend guy. Oh, yeah. So um, anyway. Anyway. Back at Beth's. Uh, she is showing dad some photographs. Um, yeah. So I was, Bet, it was getting real sad. I know. Yeah. Bet had called James in the beginning of the episode and was like, can you call my father's housekeeper and have them send all the family photos right. overnight into the house. So she's like unpacking this box of all these framed family photos. The photos yeah. have arrived and she's showing them to her father. And, um, she's like, you know, Oh, this is this photo of like me and mom or like mm-hmm. you and me. And like trying to like jar his memory and just like keep him engaged. Um, well, the cool and, part about that is that this man has had decades of history on film and mm-hmm. television and is a civil rights icon. Yep. So like a lot of those photos would have been real. Which would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the legendary Aussie Davis. The legendary Aussie Davis. I wrote down in this, like, it's, he's starting to fade in this yeah, scene, for sure. Like, he's, like, kind of engaging with her and then is kind of off. Mm-hmm. So then we go to Dana and Laura on at dinner. Oh, they yeah. Are definitely a, they're not on a, on a date. date. No, they're on a date. They're on a date. <laughs> <laughs> they are enjoying their meal. They're being super flirty. She's saying that she misses their food adventures and Laura wants to have another dinner. Yeah. And Dana like almost seems to have a bit of a spine in this situation for like a split second and then it's gone. And it just seems like they're real flirty. Yeah. Dana's like, I don't know. A second dinner would be a thing. And um, Dana's cell phone is going off and it's not 
It's obviously Alice. Obviously Alice. And no one texts on the show. No. Also, for some reason, I remembered this scene as Dana and Lara were like playing footsie. Wait, I remembered that too. Did really? We? I swear was it, to God. Was it like, edit, like what was, happened? Was I swear a, to God they were. Was there a shot that was like in a promo or a trailer and maybe they were huh. and it was like a shot where they used a different... Like a longer maybe. take or something that ended up getting cut from the episode, maybe? I don't know. Maybe they didn't want it. Maybe they had shot that and they didn't. Maybe they cut the episode and they were like, wow, it really seems like Dana's super cheating on yeah. Alice and we don't like that for her character. Right. And they took it out. Maybe that's what happened. Did but we both look away from the screen at the same moment? Maybe. <laughs> we go back to the we go back to this, the main streets of Los Angeles, California, where Alice is like calling Dana and she's like, hey, you should get there early. It's really crowded. Carmen shows up. And is like, what the holy hell is this dump sh- truck? So we are at the Howling Coyote, yeah. which is a strip club. Filled with terrible men. Like caricatures yeah. of men. They all are dressed in like extreme old man biker gear. Yes. They all have like variously positioned bandanas on their heads and they various do. kind of beards. Yeah. And they're all at least... A thousand years old and yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Oh, it's wait, wild. who's stripping at this club? So at this point, a girl we do not know is on yeah. stage. So She's on there. Women stripping. There's yeah. a there's a blonde lady, I think. Yeah, a blonde lady who is stripping, stripping. for honestly quite a long time. It, the and actually not stripping. She's taken off her top and then just and she just sort of like out. like sort of blowing her boobs around with her like little she whatever. Them around. Just kind of. She just kind of like. She just kind of like. So y'all can't see this, but Reese is making these moves right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, you're He's it, just folks. moving her moves. Yeah. She's really just good. going like this. I feel like I'm boot. right there. She's like going like this, like over and over again. It's so dumb. <laughs> she's not. She's, she's not, not a, a she's good not dancer. Good I've seen much better. And then yes. Carmen is like, "Ugh, I hate this." I'm gonna find. I'm gonna fight. find Jenny. And I really, you know, when you're when you're like going to meet your friends and you think everything's fine, then you walk in and it's all men in the bar, and you're like. I opted out of this quite some time ago. Yes. And I'm not, I am upset. I'm but like, I've I done this, like where I've this. walked in and been like, like no. someone's been like, meet me here. And I walk in and I'm like, nope. And I walk back out and I'm like, I'm not going in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, I've done that twice within the last six who months. among us hasn't <laughs> been in a crowded bar and gotten like, <sighs> like into a fight like with a dude. To like getting through the crowd, trying to get a drink Ugh. or trying to find your friend. And there's just like men or terrible people everywhere. And you just like, <laughs> You just get like very angry and loud about it. Like, yeah, I, feel I love like, Carmen for getting into a fight. At, with yeah, no, this, this is bar. like I feel like I've seen this happen. Oh, yeah. In real life. A million. Times. I saw this happen like two weeks ago, yeah. I think. And Carmen's like, oh, she's so annoyed. And then Shane's like, hey, do you want to go out sometime? I'm like, great timing, Shane. Great time to ask her out. Yeah. Anyway, I think she's into it. We don't know what her response is. What's going to happen? Then we go back to Bet's house where her dad <laughs> is still dying. Um, and now she's reading a, his favorite Langston Hughes poem. And Kit's like, he never read this poem to me. And yeah. It's like, well, he's never going to because he's about to conk out. Wow. <laughs> you know, he is. We yeah. all know it. He can't even hear the poem. <laughs> he starts calling out mama over and over again. Yep. That's it. That's the end. And that's that's. That's when they're, they're yep. closest. Yeah. Um, and then they start singing. They sing to him. They sing this. It's a gospel song called Rusty Old Halo. And it kind of like calms him down. He stops like crying out. And then Kit starts crying. 
Yeah, and it seems like this is the first time Kit's like broken down about yeah, it. Yeah, like she's like finally really realizing. Yeah. I think they both are kind of like, oh shit, this is happening. Yeah, and Beck kind of just stares at Kit while she cries. Yeah. Like she's just, they're all just in their feelings. So we're in this like incredibly dramatic, like this man is dying, his daughters are with him. And then we cut back to the strip club. Yeah, to the Thanks howling coit. Coyote. Coyote. The Coyote. Where the same girl is still up there moving her boobs around. She's not a very good dancer. How's she doing it, Reese? Um, Like this. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I wish everyone could yeah. see this. It's very special. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. Special skill. Um, is that specialty arts from yeah. the seven stations of the cross? And it is. That's, those are the specialty <laughs> arts. I learned them. Yeah, I stuck through moves. the whole three-hour seminar, and at the end, that's what I learned. Um, and then... The girl is done, and now it's time for our next performer. What's her name? Peaches? Oh, I oh, wish. I wish. If only it was Peaches, but it's not. It's everybody's favorite breakfast cake. Miss Yeshiva girl. <laughs> it's Jenny. Jenny's going to do... I Listen, I respect... Jenny is about to do performance art at a strip club. Yep. And she I, absolutely and, is. She's definitely not the first or last um, dancer to do this, and I appreciate it, and I commend it. I don't However, think- I was very uncomfortable because um i was afraid of all of these men yeah they were like howling and yelling like that's not how it happens at strip clubs no so can i break in for a moment yeah oh, you, you all know that i do well maybe you don't but mm-hmm. i do modern l word or i used to for like five years yeah. on twitter and i had jenny doing spoken word poetry and i don't even know if it was inspired by this mm. it's just something she would do no, oh, she. Yeah. if this was the 80s she would be a feminist performance artist and she would be doing like a three-week installation where she's like tied to her girlfriend in a gallery and everyone could walk by and like knock on the glass <laughs> wow that's so specific you know what i mean it's pretty brilliant very true. yeah and she'd have like a rose in her mouth or something yeah and it would be time. it would be like about death so i have to know what she does Whew. okay so first she's sitting off the stage yes and she starts throwing like she her throws- like stripper heels yeah onto the stage yeah. from off stage so all the crowd is seeing is just a shoe <laughs> flying in the air and yeah. landing in the, on the stage i love it then the next one. Yeah. But before this, Dana comes in to the bar. She arrives and says to she Alice. She arrives on time like she said she would. Was she on time or was she I mean, she's late? close enough. And says, um, <coughs> I feel like I'm in hell. What is this place? <laughs> and accurate. accurate and also relatable. Yeah. Yes. And um, Alice and Shane's like, Alice left like she went to look for you and then we cut to alice's where alice is just like she walks home dana's not there and she like just flops on the bed so sad and stressed out and i felt really bad for her yeah Yeah. um so then we go back to the howling coyote where the klezmer version of the l word theme is playing as jenny walks yeah i have that in all caps klezmer easy girl no one in any bar in any club in any room in any anything and on any sofa in any (laughs) apartment in any house in any boat any raft any schooner any, any yacht any <laughs> any kite any any airplane any helicopter no one wants to listen to this song <laughs> correct <laughs> let alone at like a dance at a dance studio named Ky- howling Coy- coyote that's a very oh my god very nice way of saying that yeah. thank you She's, um, this is not this does not strike me as a strip club this to me is some other weird this is like some weird l word invention of some sort of like weird man well, i was pit. trying to figure out if it was supposed to be maybe inspired by jumbos because that yeah. has more of like a. I thought that like, where ivan was went but like I been to well like jumbos well like the, the vibe was like a dive before? bar okay we have i thought it was like feminist yeah well no it's super great i love jumbos. it's really great but i'm I saying mean, it the, smells like a 
not great. Not great, but it's a great place. It's a great mm-hmm. place. Um, and the, the like crowd BB. is usually chill. And I like to get, anytime I go, I just bring like as many like queer women as I can gather with me. Yeah. And then we you know, just kind of like take over and it's always really oh, fun. Oh, yeah. But um, the vibe in there is like a dive bar. So mm-hmm. I feel like they were maybe like, what if it was a strip club, but also a dive bar? Is like maybe where they were, or like it, it looks like a biker bar where there's a girl dancing. So does Ginny ever strip? Or oh, she, right. Oh, okay. Does she ever? So so she throws out her bra and it shows her shoes. She throws out a boa and then she walks out basically in like tomboy attire. She walks out in baggy jeans and a sleeveless tee. But you can see her like fishnet stockings underneath her jeans. Honestly, like I love this because it reminded me of when I was a sex worker and I would wear like I would have like on the girliest like whatever like um, most you know like the sex the sexy lingerie and I would always put like my most like mask like I'd wear my dad's jeans and like an mm-hmm. old ba- t-shirt over it to like go to the store and pick up pizza or whatever for dinner <laughs> you know and so I like and I felt very comfortable in that dichotomy I don't know so I I like that I like that so then she comes out in her jeans everyone is still into it I I start to get scared that they're gonna like attack her yeah and then Shane says what the fuck <laughs> is she doing which is a valid valid question valid question great question Shane. yeah then she uh, like basically like blesses the fruit of the vine and then fucking she starts doing the prayer again yeah. mm. to herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am having flashbacks to oh, this yeah. really because I was worried that I hadn't remembered this part. Yeah. And I'm really remembering this part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really remember. It's like it. Brukatat and I and then blah, blah, blah. Shell the strip club. Yeah. Uh, the men are like howling and hollering and and, it's like an a camp family band concert in there (laughs) they're like (laughs) holding up their hands with their beers in them or whatever i'm scared like i'm scared just thinking about it i'm scared for i feel like someone's gonna die this episode at this rate you know it feels like the other jenny from forrest gump where she's up there singing playing the acoustic guitar oh my god i haven't yeah with the nakedness someone needs to give jenny a guitar and then things could really get ugly but so she takes her clothes and just stands there with naked. Yeah, fully. Yes, naked I remember head to this. Toe. Which I, I mean, I want her to like dance to Bikini Kill or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but like, she was in her. Bring, she was in her emotions. She was in her feelings. She was oh, in her yeah. feelings. So this was great performance art. But I don't know. Is she going to make rent like this? Yep. <laughs> then we go back to <laughs> Dallas's, where Alice is at home, still lying there, still stressed out, and. Dana shows up and is like, what happened? And Alice is like, you. I thought I lost you. And she was like, I'm right here. Then it's the next morning and we kind of have a little end of the episode. We see a little moment with each of our characters. Mark and his greasy hair are making pancakes. And Jenny asks if she could have a pancake. Oh, yeah. no. So, wow. Real breakthrough with those two. Well, I think what uh. she's doing is she was violated by Mark's um, intrusion in her mm-hmm. cameras. And what she was doing was like, no, I'm going to decide who seized my naked body and I'm going to do it for money. Yes. yes. Which I can relate to also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, really saw a lot of truth in all the uh, person in hospice dying <laughs> while family members watched. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Really been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not having, not taking treatment. Also. Yeah. People. Yeah. 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 That's something we sort of glossed over. Is yeah. that um, we, we, We've mentioned in previous episodes that Melvin, Refused treatment. Yeah. Um, for his cancer. And Bet is not into that. Into that. And I think that's also part of what wanted her to drove her to bring him home. Yeah. And she's also she wants to be in control. Yeah. I mean that's a very 
Very pet porter thing to do. Want to be in control. Then we see, uh, we do a lot of landscape shots. Like we do the, or the skyline. Yeah, a lot of skyline. Tina is sleeping. Naked. Naked. Ben Pregnant is, as hell. Like this baby is here. Yeah, the baby is. Like knock, knock, l- l- time for l- the baby. Baby pickles ready to come ready out. Ready to come and out. And see which nursery she, she likes better. Um, Bet is making some tea. Melvin is moaning. He's looking at the family photos that Bet has set up. The last thing he sees. Oh, the last thing this man sees before his death is a picture of Tina. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's Bet and Tina. Don't do that to us, Tina. <laughs> it's Bet and Tina. He sees the picture of Bet and Tina, and then he, he passes away. Passes away. Kit comes Ooh. running in. She's like, "Daddy." They start playing massage music. <laughs> it ends with the tight shot of his face. His eyes are still open, but he is dead. Is dead. Bet and Kit are like crying, like, crying on him, and then we go to the like dedicated to the memory of Ossie Davis card because he passed away, like right after this episode, yeah. right before this episode aired. Yeah. Um. So this was his final performance. And that's the episode. What a real, real wow. downer of an episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, that was, uh, man, I felt like I was there. I felt like I was 25 yeah. again. <laughs> and sad. And sad. 25 and, and sad. I think that that show is exp- explains why i was so messed up back then oh, right like we were that was our that was our reflection yes yeah. that's incredible that's i was like this is a normal relationship like that's what we've been talking about a lot as we've been like re-watching it mm. is that helena like helena and bet both are very like controlling sure in a way that i did not pick up on at all the first yeah. time i saw it i just was like oh yeah that's a relationship yeah i yeah. didn't understand what like a healthy relationship model yeah they was. were tossing mm-hmm. tina back like yeah like yeah for sure. Tina was just like going from one like manipulative person to another very mm-hmm. manipulative person. Mm-hmm. And then start, and you see her sort of starting to like take right. some of her power back and like have a voice. And it's as a grown up watching this now, I'm like, oh, I get this. Yeah. yeah. I see the journey that she's on. And then you go to season three and you're like, this is what you chose to do with your voice, Tina. Thanks. Come on. So what do we think? Do we like this episode? I think uh, as a piece of television, it is very well written yeah i thought it was yeah good job eileen yeah please invite me over for it is not the most fun episode but it is a good episode it's it's good it was really good it's good it was a really good episode um the only thing that was like what were the the crazy men at the bar and jenny's i think jenny should have like had i don't know they they could have given her like a torah portion you know it's just weird for her to just say or or she could have said like the mourner's cottage or she could have said like the via hafta or like she something she could have blessed the wine she could have done like, a, like we're drinking in a bar kind of way yeah she sh- could have done there's so many things that she could have done and instead they just have her saying like this basic jewish prayer over and over again she could have been singing the song theme song to shalom sesame See, these are just ideas i just have these ideas You're just i'm just coming up i'm giving them. them away for free yeah on this podcast keep those ideas for yourself okay don't give them away for free <laughs> so i guess to wrap up here today at the end of this episode which was very good but also unpleasant <laughs> on my tombstone please <laughs> very good, good but very unpleasant. good but unpleasant <laughs> yes um 
if we were to wrap this up, if you could read fan fiction between any two Elroy characters, what would they be? Oh. And you can't say Melvin because he's dead. Wow. Think, okay. Any two. Oh. Just throw a wrench in it. There. I guess. Um, <laughs> did this ever happen? Was there ever Shane and Helena? No. No. I, I, I watched that just because yeah. it would be. Yeah. I think that Helena would bring something out something different out in Shane. Mm. Like Shane's secret desire to bottom? Maybe. Yes, something like that. Something that was more uh, textured and, and mm. complex. Yeah. I like that. Than just her always just getting the girl. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard to say anything else about this episode because it was sad and over. Sad and over. <laughs> but we're now we're heading up. We have one more episode left in the season. Yeah. How will they wrap up all of these loose ends? Which what are, are they going to do? Which are what is Jenny's deal. <laughs> what is Jenny's what's, deal? What's yeah. Jenny's I would yeah, dare say that's every single season for right. the rest of our lives. <laughs> we have to, Shane and Carmen, they're going to go out. What's going to happen there? Yeah. Laura and Dana rekindling the spark. What is Uh-oh, up there? What's going to happen there? Uh, Tina, very uh, pregnant. Tina, very pregnant. Is li- little baby pickle going to get born this season? And Maybe. what's going to happen with the Allen Barnes? And what's going to happen at the <laughs> California? I had, to, I had to wonder with all of this happening. <laughs> was what? anyone thinking about the Allen Barnes, Barnes retrospective? retrospective? Besides Leo, you know, no one, no one should leave everything to Leo. And, Leo, and finally, the of the Backstreet Boys is Helena going to have a relationship with the surveillance woman? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. There's a, been a lot of surveillance in this episode already. And also, what's going to happen to Mark? Spoiler alert. We will murder him personally. He Ooh. dies. Ooh, spoiler alert. He disappears forever. Is it under mysterious circumstances? Maybe. Just wait for our new podcast. Do, 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 do. A murder. What happened to Mark? What happened to Mark? <laughs> two lesbians, one dead man. Yeah. That's I mean, a I'm not saying the two lesbians already, I'm already... The, here's I'm the subscribed twist. to this here's podcast the twist. Everyone thinks, oh, it must be Shane and Jenny you're talking about. Shane and Jenny, the two lesbians who live with Mark. But it's not. It's me and Carly. Because <laughs> we're going to investigate how we definitely killed him. Yeah. But at the end, we're, we're going to also like, investigating. Yeah, we're investigating. And then we come, at the end of the investigation, we're like, we're like ah, I guess it get, was us. Uh, whoops. <laughs> oh, that's actually really good. Right? Like, not exactly what you're saying right now, but like yeah. the premise around. <laughs> right? <very good. laughs> we actually were talking about this yesterday. Yes. Yeah. It's. it's Fantastic. Um, thank you all for listening. Next week, as we said, is the finale. Um, and then after that, we are going to have some extra special content. We're going to finally have our mailbag episode. So, oh, yeah. you know, as we mentioned, we do have a hotline. It's 971-217-6130. You can call it. Call it. Leave a message. Tell us your L word origin story. Tell yeah. us your creative way for Mark and Gomi to have perished in this season. Yeah. If you're, um, if you're calling because you don't you want Dana to come early to the club. She's not coming early, but she'll, she'll be there. But you could leave a message and like tell her that yeah. she should get there early because there's a lot of people there and it's going to yeah. take a while to park. A lot of men there. A lot of men. Um, but how is she getting there anyway? She, Alice, oh, maybe Lara's dropping her off. Maybe she's taking a lift. <laughs> no such thing. Mm. But she, a bird scooter? I bet she ran. She's she a ran? tennis player. Or yeah. she is a professional athlete. Or she could have taken a horse. I guess anything's possible. Anything is possible. Um, our show logo is made by Kara Sykes. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. And our producer and jingle master and engineer and mixer is Lauren Karen Klein. Why don't you tell the people at home how they could follow you and find out more about you and what you're up to? 
Yeah, I go to Gelson's every Thursday. <laughs> okay. I've Which never one? Been. I'll totally come by. Uh, about 3 p.m. You can follow me at Arlen was here. A-R-L-A-N was here on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also at Modern L Word. It's very old now. It's not, any, it's not modern anymore, but it is, you know, up your alley. Uh, and you can Google me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you um just... I want everyone to understand the shirt that you're wearing right now. Yes. Can you please tell everyone what this shirt is? Yes. I'm wearing a shirt. It's black. It has, uh, it was actually a gift from Wild Fang, my, my friends. Oh my God. Um, Shout out to Wild Fang. If you want to sponsor this podcast, get Wild Fang sponsor this podcast. Get in touch. Yeah. Yeah. So I I invested in Wild Fang, one of my earliest companies. So anyway, this shirt is a photograph that was, it's a real photograph that was taken off of Instagram. And it's Queen Latifah, sans makeup. And <laughs> she looks wonderful. She sure does. And she, it's like a paparazzi picture. It's her holding a magazine, walking, like stepping off of a curb. It's a fast company. Fast company magazine. And I'm on the cover of the magazine. <gasps> yeah, you are. And Whoa. Yeah, this, is the, this shirt is easily the greatest flex of all time. <laughs> I love Whoa. it so much. It's Whoa. the greatest shirt. We will we'll get a photo. Oh we will get a photo God. of all Thank of us God. and you'll see the shirt. Thank but you. I just needed that to be part yeah. of this episode. Because From I've over been... here, I thought that for some reason that the cover of that magazine was Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I, I, we get confused for each other all quite the time. a bit. It's you all do the look drugs. a little bit alike. Incredible. But shout out to her. She's doing better. Anyway. Is she? Yeah, so I was on the cover of Fast Company October 2018. And I was on a, so the, the story of this really quickly is I was on a plane from Atlanta to New York and I didn't know the whole time that Queen Latifah was like two rows in front of me. The pilot gave this amazing speech at the beginning and I didn't know why he was being like, like he was being, I thought maybe he was having a moment and I wanted to leave, but it was because he was trying to show off in front of her. So when she stood up, I saw her as we left. So I had a copy of the magazine with me <gasps> and I got it to her through her, one of her people. And when she was walking we were walking to the baggage she said hey sister come over here and talk. let's talk about this so we, we talked about it a little bit and we started talking about the female version of pursuit of happiness she's uh-huh. 10 years older than me but we started talking about that it was really cool and you know when someone's like that and they're just nice you think oh they're just kind of humoring you or whatever so i thought maybe she'd throw it away or she would hand it off to somebody this picture was taken that same day in new york city and the guy who took it just sent it like put it on online and she was just holding it for, like for two That's or two so or three cool. hours. So the I just coolest. love the picture because it's so, um, yeah, it just, it kind of makes it real because yeah. it felt so surreal for so long. Yeah. 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 So we are going to all say an L word at the same time. Okay. Everyone have your L word. Yeah. One, two, three. Luscious. Laryngitis. What did you say? Luscious. Luscious. I said lobster because I was looking at that mug that has a crab on it and made me think of a lobster i said laryngitis because i was thinking about sick people lying in bed wow yeah a real a real plethora of I ideas here i almost said leviticus oh wow save that for next week well no You'll, you won't you won't remember about it. no arlen thank you so 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 thank so, you so so so, so much for being here with us today, today for wonderful. this really depressing episode sorry, of the l word here for such a depressing episode well I, have you come back for like a really fun yeah. episode. i loved it yeah you have several seasons yeah, we have so yeah, many episodes have so many episodes left this why are we doing this <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not at all dreading season three in any way no it's gonna be great it's gonna be really upbeat uh, yeah. it's gonna be happy Shit. we're gonna all have a really good time <laughs>
Yay. All right. That thanks. Thanks, everyone. Like, thanks, everyone, for coming job. in today. And uh, don't die in my living room. Wow. 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 Okay. Judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.